0: And welcome again to Rockville Radio Seven Point Seven Seven, the uh, weekly podcast. This week, it's a life a look at life. Let me start again. It's a look at life behind bars, and we're going to feature an interview with our friend of mine. He's a retired correctional officer, Brian Devine. Brian, welcome to the podcast.
1: Uh, thank you, Bill. Thank you for having me on your podcast, sir.
0: Well, it's a, it's a real privilege to talk to you because I've um. I happen to see a couple of things on the news here about uh, the correctional mm-hmm. system. So, right. right off the bat, let me just ask you this question uh, right off the bat. Okay. You were a correctional officer, I understand, for it was 17 years. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct,
0: Bill. Okay, now, could you explain to the audience what level the, the prison that you worked at, the correctional facility, what level of security was that?
1: Well, first of all, Bill, uh, it was a uh, federal prison. Yes. And on the federal level, uh, they have different classifications for their institutions. Whereas the state, they'll go, they'll use numbers. They'll say level one through five. Okay. Whereas we use uh, low, medium, high, and supermax. Okay, which one? The one I. Which okay, one? Okay, the you... one I was at. Yeah. The one I worked for for seven twelve. Where I retired out of was uh, the United States Penitentiary in Victorville, California, and that was a high-level a high security, a high facility.
0: So was that like under a supermax, right right under? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, most of your prisons, most of your USPs will be uh, high-level facilities. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, now, here's something that I found out as, as I looked, as I was preparing for the program, it is costing American taxpayers about $181 billion to house prisoners in America. We are also, uh, I saw a map here, I, of all things Wikipedia, you know, I was never, I've never been big on Wikipedia, but uh-huh. they do have a map under an article about incarceration in the United States. They have a map that shows us, even in front of the Russians, as the number of prisoners per one hundred thousand. Population, our incarceration rate is more than 500. We have the highest incarceration rate mm-hmm. in the world. And according to Wikipedia, there are about 2 million Americans incarcerated. Um, it also talked about in California. Now, it's not talking, like you said, you were in a federal prison. So I don't know if this is true for the federal system, but it said in California that a lot of the prisons are overcrowded. Was that your experience?
1: Uh no. Okay. Uh but uh, first of all I did Google before I called in here Bill. Right. I did Google the numbers yes. and I went to that and what they did was they took a combination of both state and federal okay. and combined what the uh what the total population was and I think it was a little over 1.5 million uh was the uh, number of total people incarcerated on the federal and state level. Okay, okay. Now, where I was, the federal prison system, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was a little under or under 500,000 that was incarcerated in federal prisons throughout the United States. Okay. Okay.
0: Fi- a yeah. little under 500,000, is that what you said?
1: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's still a lot.
0: That's half a million people.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of people. That And because mm-hmm. of that, because of that, I want to ask you, what kind of security problems? You were a correctional, correctional officer. So what kind of security problems did you encounter on a daily basis?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, Bill. That's, uh, well, of course, uh, drugs, right. alcohol, uh, weapons, homemade weapons. Yeah. But uh, probably be the three big... Uh, security problems that you know we faced uh in any prison in any facility whether it be the low or where I was uh, at a uh, high facility right uh, uh fights you know right. uh the reason why you get into, inmates get into fights uh, d- a debt uh gambling okay. debt gambling drug debt, debt uh-huh. uh alcohol debt you know credit is you know credit is pretty big Okay, And, you know, unfortunately, when you get in debt to somebody in prison, they're not like, uh, you know, get in debt to Mastercard. They just, you know, they just give you a penalty. Uh, in prison, the penalty could be death.
0: Yeah, I, I saw where this statistic came up, Brian. It said that 4,000 people annually die in prison, excluding executions.
1: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I I would have to say yes, that's correct. Okay.
0: Now let's go to the question about the Lord. How did you see, we've painted this picture for everybody, and they can kind of get the picture now. They understand if they didn't before, they know now what kind of system we have here in this country. And so, how did you see God working in that system?
1: Well, uh, to tell you the truth, Bill, uh, he would work, but... uh, With some, like some inmates, they, you know, just like everybody else, they either reject it, they either reject Jesus, or they accept Him. Right. And me, when I was there as a CEO uh, working in a housing unit, I used to talk to, uh, I used to talk to inmates, and I would ask them, I would talk to them about the Lord, uh, even though I wasn't really supposed to. But like I said, when you're a Christian you take your Christianity with you. You, have, you, can, you take your faith with you. Right. Even though what they want you to do is check your faith at the gate. Yeah. But you can't do that, you know. And my thought was, I always go back to the Great Commission, you know, all the gospel to all the world. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in prison or you are out in a free world, as the inmates call it. Yeah.
0: You
1: know, so, but the Lord does work. Yes. You know, he does work. The Lord does work with certain inmates. Uh, You know, of course, if you have the faith, you pray. And, of course, in there, you know, you have a lot, you have pretty much a lot of time on your hands. Hmm. So they, you know, they read their Bible. They do Bible study. They do have church services uh, for inmates. Uh, People from the outside will come in and, you know, they'll conduct, you know, services or prayer meetings or Bible studies. Uh, pretty much for uh, any type, whether you're a Catholic, uh, Baptist, Jewish, uh, you, they have they have the ability to go and uh, worship the Lord. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I I would like to ask you on a personal level. Now, now, this is kind of part of the question. The other part of the question is you personally. How was your faith tested? When you were an employee in the correctional in the correctional system, how how was your faith per, per, faith personally tested, and how did you see God's faithfulness <clears throat> in uh, hmm. as
1: you were? Well, that was uh, that's a good question, Bill. Okay. Um, I, I I feel as though my faith was tested every day. Yeah, when I walked when I walked through that gate, because one was this the day that I'm not going to go home. Yeah. Uh, you don't have that. You don't you don't want that permanent in your mind, but it's there. Right. There's always the possibility. You know. But I always knew that the Lord was with me. And if that was my day to go, I knew I knew where I was gonna go or where I was gonna be.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and even even with the inmates. Yeah. You know, they would uh, they would know if they knew the Lord, they accepted. If something happened that day, they knew where they would be. But they didn't go out to, you know, say, okay, this is the day I'm going to die. But they said if it just happens, you know, if that's their day, that's their day. And they were happy with it.
0: And that, that leads me to this question, Brian. I'm going to back up a little bit here. Um, what, how did you happen to get into the line of work that you were in?
1: Uh, originally, I wanted, to be a, I wanted to be a deputy sheriff for Los Angeles County. Okay. And uh, I was going through the process. You know, unfortunately, I went a couple of times and unfortunately, I couldn't make it. But uh, I came across uh, my cousin who's out here in California, who happened to also work for the Bureau of Prisons. And he was out here to work on a computer system on a facility. Uh, it happens to be the one I retired out of. He was coming here to do their computer systems and get their computer systems up and running. Yeah. And he happened to talk to me about it. And, uh, it sounded interesting. And he was there. And on the way home, he stopped back, dropped an application off for me. And I filled it out and sent it in. And, you know, the rest is history, as they say.
0: And, um, so 17 years altogether. Uh, I want to ask you also, looking back now, and uh, now that you've retired from being a correctional, correctional officer, if you had the power to change something about our system, again, we have, we've kind of painted the picture for everybody with the stat, the statistics, and so forth. What are some things, how would you go about uh, changing the system that we have? And what are some specific, what would be the number one thing you would change?
1: Uh, to tell you the truth, take away the TVs. Okay. Yeah, okay. you know, I really don't think that inmates should have the luxuries of having uh, a 40-inch television, and I can't afford more than a 25-inch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and they're provided cable uh and i'm talking about just based the basic cable uh i have to pay for it but they get it for free right uh to me that's not that's not being punished yeah i mean yeah they're they're in prison that's their punishment but i think we just make it a little bit too comfortable for them to be there yes yes uh i would think that it should just be not so comfortable for them. I mean, they get everything. They get air conditioning. They get three hots and a cot, as you heard. Yeah. Uh, television, uh, cable, uh, access now to the internet, believe it or not. They can have, uh, I mean, to email. I mean, they can't go to Facebook or Twitter or none of that stuff, thank right. God. Right. But they do get, they do can get email. Right. Uh, I don't know. That seems to be a little bit, you know, that it's a little bit too pampering. Yes. Uh, especially for somebody that broke the law, uh, got caught, was tried, and convicted. Yeah. And that's their punishment, is to be there uh, to, to repent for their sins that they committed. Right, right.
0: Now, um, when looking at why people end up there, in the, co- in the course of the time that you worked as a correctional officer, I know that you had a chance to talk to a lot of inmates. What did you see as the common reason or the common thread leading to them being incarcerated?
1: Well, you see, Bill, it pretty much it was a pattern. Right. You know, most of them I'd say a very good percentage of inmates were addicted to drugs. Okay. And alcohol. Well, first alcohol, then drugs. Yeah. And that's a that's a common that's a common factor you know, for their drug crimes they'd have to go out and commit crime to feed their habit. Okay. You know, steal, rob, uh basically deal drugs themselves. Right. In order to pay for their habit. Right. And that's how they get that's how they get caught up. And that's how they get sent that's how they pretty much get sent to prison. Right. Is because they're trying to feed their drug habit. And uh, you know, one thing leads to another and we go down a road that the good Lord never intended us to go down.
0: Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, like you said, they can end up in a situation where they're pampered, but they can also end up in these situations where violence takes place in the prison, like, you, like we talked about, the gangs that are—there are gangs in there. And, oh, yes, yes. And the 4,000 people, as I mentioned earlier, the 4,000 who die every year as a result of just being there in prison.
1: But right. So you know, it's funny that yeah. uh it's funny that you mentioned gangs bill because right. you have uh what is it, uh, five of the top you know top gangs that are pr- pretty much just uh basically based in prison right you know and of course the fact the, i the, will say the, the three major ones would be uh the Aryan Brotherhood uh the Mexican mafia, and uh I think there's uh mexicana me okay. So I are, think that's the that's the three the three top ones if I'm not mistaken. Right. You know, if I remember correctly. And they try and run when they were outside, they tried to run what they they tried to run the inside as they tried to do as they did on the outside. You know, doing their drugs, they're you know, pushing their drugs, gambling, running numbers, uh having so called football pools. During yes. the football season, right? Uh, gambling, another big, uh, another big uh, problem in prison. Gambling, um, you know, especially when, especially when football, basketball uh, season would come along. College, pro, right? You know, a big, big problem.
0: Yes. Well, we're kind of running out of time, and so what I'd like to have you do is talk to somebody right now. Uh, first of all, we want to say that if. Anybody listening, if you are somebody who was incarcerated, and you have given your life to the Lord, we want to encourage you. I know Brian would want to encourage you. Yes. You have, yes. Made, you have made the right decision to give, your right to, to give your life to the Lord, even if we're talking to a, somebody who is incarcerated right now, and you happen to be yes. listening to the podcast, and you're in a correctional facility. If you've yes. given your life to Jesus Christ, you have made the right move. Brian, talk to right. somebody who has not given their life to Jesus Christ.
1: Well, if you're still there, uh, he, can, he can get you out. If you put your faith in him, uh, you believe, you repent of your sins, and basically you have the faith. You, he can, like it says, he can move mountains. You know, he can make miracles happen even if somebody is there that might be serving two or three life sentences. yeah, You know, it it, it is possible. It is possible. And keep the right you know, and stay in the right path. And do what you're supposed to do. Stay clean. Stay sober. You know, don't get drunk. Don't get high. You know, don't gamble.
0: And uh, repeat, and and above all, we're going to, say the prayer right now, I'm going to lead you in the prayer, you who are okay. listening. And like Brian said, if you are there on the inside, or if you're on the outside, and you are you recognize the symptoms of what Brian was talking about, and all of a sudden you <coughs> realize, my life is headed for prison. Uh, let's ask that person to pray. So please pray with me right now, if you recognize yourself in any of the situations that Brian talked about. Lord, I want to just... Lord Jesus, Amen. I uh, repent of my sins. I have been living a life that is going me, taking me down the wrong path. Ultimately, it is taking me into hell. And so I ask you to uh, come into my life, to be my Savior, to take control of, yes, of the things that are tearing me down and leading yes, me the Jesus. long way. Help me, Lord, to just give uh, give my life to you and then follow you for the rest of my life and to allow you to restore me to the right kind of life or if I've never had the kind of life that I should have had that you promised from your word that I will have a full and abundant life in Jesus name amen and so Brian I, I just we just pray that somebody yes said that prayer I want to thank you for being a guest today and uh, oh, thank you, Bill. Thank yeah, you. yeah, this is such an interesting topic, and I wish we uh, had more time I as looking, right, right. Lo- looking at the things that are there uh, with the articles that are out there, the news stories and so forth, I can right. tell I can tell that that was for you a very uh, interesting ministry to be involved in. I call it a ministry because that's what you yes. that's what you are. You're a person who ministers to people who uh, mm-hmm. are in that situation. So so thank you again, Brian.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Bill. And, uh, you know, thank you very much.